Welcome to another episode of the Big Question Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Hewson, and in today's episode, we're diving deep into the history of managed detection and response, most commonly known as MDR. From the early battles against cyber threats to the rise of advanced persistent threats, we'll explore how MDR emerged as the superhero of the digital world. But here is the plot twist. Why are businesses ditching the cape and outsourcing their security needs? Get ready for a thrilling journey through the twists and turns of cybersecurity evolution, where the keys to a resilient digital defence are laid bare. To guide us through this, I am joined by Sam Kidby, Head of Operations at the Cybersecurity Expert Business Unit, Axions Wokingham, and Sam Harris, IT and Facilities Manager at one of the leading leasing companies in the UK, Tower Leasing. Hello to you both. Hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. Now, just for ease, because clearly we have two Sams with us today, I'm going to refer to you from sort of now on as Sam K and Sam H. So Sam K, Sam Kidby, what is MDR for those of us that are uninitiated? Thanks, Danny. That's that's a really good question. Um, Many people have many different definitions for MDR. Um, However, on the basis of it, it, it's really taking the the human aspect and the human intelligence and, and the expertise of people and merging that with the technology sets um, and forming a, a service where you can analyze the information that comes out of the cybersecurity tools with the in-depth expert cybersecurity knowledge of, of, of people and being able to then create valid responses to the threats that detected by the tools. So how does it differ from traditional cybersecurity practices, maybe ones that the layperson might have heard of? You know, they've heard of things like phishing and firewalls and and antivirus products, but how does it differ? So the the main difference is the people aspect and tools had advanced a lot over the years. So traditionally, 10, 15 years ago, it would say install antivirus on your machine and people would install it and, and forget about it. That that would be their worries and concerns forgotten about. There's I've got an antivirus, that that's good enough. And you know, people would download things and, and get viruses. Um, and as technology has improved, um, they became able to actively respond to threats. So you've got the likes of EDR, which is endpoint detection and response. And that's an evolution of of antivirus, uh, where it uses some clever AI and machine learning capabilities to actually respond to the threat based on the activity it's performing more proactively than uh, an old kind of antivirus system, which was very reactive, uh, where it was signature based. And, And essentially what that means is it knew what a threat looked like because someone had told it what it looks like and it would only detect threats it knows about rather than actually detecting what the threat is doing on a machine and being able to make a judgment based on what the threat is performing. So where MDR comes in is it's the human aspect layer on top of the tool sets where you've got the EDR, which will actively respond to to events and and give you information and then a human will come in behind that analyze what that has done 
and then be able to investigate further to see if it has blocked it correctly or if there's additional threats within the network that need to be mitigated. So, Sam Kerr, you're the guys with the cape then, and the threats clearly are the bad guys. Sam H, where do you fit into this? Do, do you hire the guys with the cape? Is that what's happening? I think while Sam K would be the superhero and his team, I would be the lowly civilian needing to be saved, I suppose, in this, in this analogy. Um, it's just a skill set that I believe or a skill or a service that I believe is should be mandatory for all companies now whether they have their own internal team or whether they're like uh, my company and uh, rely on the support of uh, a team of highly qualified engineers to perform that role it's it's just um you see the landscape changing all the time um technology evolves the cloud evolves, the services you have to use evolve, your data is all over the place. Um, people have multiple devices, different ways to access networks, different ways to access the internet and things. And they really need to take that that security step to make sure that all of that is as safe as it can be. Yeah, because you're absolutely right. I mean, if you just think about how we all work now, we work from home, we work from coffee shops, we engage with our technology in very different ways. And, and for you as a company, I would imagine trying to keep up with the threats that are constantly evolving is in incredibly difficult. It, it is scary, you know, especially working in the finance industry where you can become more of a target than other, other industries. And you can't rely on every single member of staff being on the ball at all points in time to prevent risks and um, be that the way they connect or what they allow to connect to or what they potentially allow in and having the team having the uh, the superheroes behind me <laughs> to to help keep our data our customers data our infrastructure our services safe and secure is is invaluable as 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 Sam K was saying um it's not just the services or the AI or the tools they have in place. It's having that dedicated, that engineer with that experience, that team behind it, managing it, reporting on it, picking it up, not just known threats, but, you know, the picking up on things that are behavioral threats that are doing things they shouldn't be doing. And then catching that before I'm even aware of it as the IT manager is so important. Because there's a huge amount of skill involved, Sam K, and making sure that you have people that are able to keep up with those increasingly sophisticated threats must be an incredibly difficult thing to do because we hear about the skill shortage all the time. Yes, there's an incredible amount of training that goes uh, goes into it and, and a lot is involved to, to be able to identify the threats and then be able to go and to, to mitigate or remediate those uh, either if it's by by patching or, or, you, or you're actually going in and, and making configuration changes because it wasn't configured correctly or, or there are other techniques as well. So there are a lot of specific knowledge and, and skills um, that are transferable from different places within technology, but then it's layering that cybersecurity knowledge and learning the, um, the threats and tactics 
uh, essentially of how the, the threat actors are attacking networks, to not understand patterns, um, to, to analyze and see how they gain access to networks. So there's something called the MITRE attack framework. And essentially what it is, is a repository of known threats and the tactics, techniques and procedures on how those threat actors go out about exploiting certain things. And what you can do is see the, right from the kind of reconnaissance at the very beginning, uh, when you're just kind of learning networks and the attackers kind of learning what, what is available to exploit right the way through to kind of exploiting and, and exfiltrating um, data from, from, from networks. It's understanding how that pattern is and knowing what links together, what is actually a real threat and what could just be someone scanning the internet to see what's available. So being able to analyze that full attack chain um, and being able to then decide how to prioritize events is really important. And, and it does take an awful lot of uh, experience and, and understanding and, and training to, to get there. There'll be an awful lot of people listening to this nodding along, but for lay people and for companies like yours, Sam H, I'm guessing that having those people that understand it inside and out, that live it every day, that's one of the big reasons for choosing to outsource MDR. Of course, you you know you clearly stated at the start, which is absolutely correct. It's a skill set that isn't widely known, isn't widely available. Not many people have that skill set, and just ha- you know the, the 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 cost and effort of having that dedicated resource internally that may not always be used to its fullest potential internally um, is a, is a, what I believe is a complete waste of resource. Whilst I have the ability to lean on that service, obviously it's monitored all of the time, Axions, but you know, it's, it's not internally. I'm not worried about what that resource is doing whilst it's not picking up on these threats or working on these. It's, it's purely there. They are purely there to keep us safe and just do a fantastic job. And are there challenges, though, that, that come with outsourcing? Because obviously, if you've got an in-house team, you're in charge, you know exactly what kind of threats you're dealing with, what kind of information you've got coming in that needs protecting. Whereas if you outsource, there's sort of there's another layer there. Of course, there are threats with outsourcing. You know, whilst you have a contract in place, um, you're not in direct control of the resource at all times. You know, you are part of a pool of a customer base that that requires attention. Um, That being said, when you have an internal resource, you really don't have much redundancy if something happens to that resource. Whereas the fact that I'm able to so all of my infrastructure is managed and, and secured by Axions. So I have the additional benefit of them also picking up my MDR. They know my infrastructure inside out. Um, I've never had issues with the service I get or the support I get. I've never, I've never had a cyber threat that hasn't been picked up or managed or, 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 or secured and reported on. Um, I think the bonuses well outweigh the um the negatives here 
I think they wouldn't almost wouldn't bite off more than they could chew in regards to the service. I, that's, that's firmly what I believe, and I I can't can't say much more on that. And Sam K, I guess that's a skill in itself to make sure that the service that is being provided works exactly how the company needs it to work. Yes. First of all, thank you, Sam, for your kind words. That's, that's always good feedback to have. <laughs> but yeah, it, it certainly is something to to manage. I mean, having having availability of staff to be able to, to perform it, you know, is it's you have to have the team there to be able to to do it. Um, you know, have the redundancy to go the full twenty four seven, and have have the people skilled up to a point. Um, handovers between um, shifts to make sure we still continue to pick up on the correct events and, 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 and tracking the correct information between shifts as you know people hand over um, and then if there is a threat being able to actually respond to it as an incident um, it's certainly uh, you know, not not a simple task to, to kind of keep that, that going uh, there's a lot of processes behind it a lot of documentation and, and that will just continue to improve over time especially as you gain more information more intelligence you see more threats um, one, one of the things you do is, is when you see a threat and it's not something you've seen before you, you create a playbook in terms of how to react to it so when you do see that threat again be it um, any customer you can then use that kind of same playbook of how you respond to it to to remediate it again. What about the role that technology plays? Because I would imagine that in in some cases that that can help fill the expertise gap. Yes, I mean, there's there's so many technologies out there nowadays. The the cybersecurity market in terms of technology is vast, uh, and there are so many areas where you can protect an asset. Essentially, anything with a computer, anything that's computerized, anything that can turn on and can, can give you some information, whether it be plugged into the internet at the time or not, uh, can be protected in some way or another by a piece of technology. And there are heavily reliant on, on the technology aspect, being able to detect these threats. It's not something a human could do. We wouldn't be able to, com- we can't, compute it fast enough as, as fast as a computer can um you know it, we, we just we just humanly couldn't do it so we heavily rely on the technologies to to be able to assist us and there are many different layers of technologies it's not just a, a, a one technology is going to solve all your problems um that that would just never happen because it's, it's such a big area so it is about layering the technologies on top of each other and then having that human aspect behind bolstering that technology to create the mdr service it, it is incredibly complicated sam h and i must admit I, i'm listening to a lot of what sam k says and and quite a bit is going completely over my head and when you then start to factor in things like machine learning and ai and we're hearing so much more about that. It's a scary world. Really scary. Um, you know, you only ever hear about, or you, you only hear about new technologies coming in and then potential bad things that can take effect based on those. You know, i.e. the Terminator film with all the AI. <laughs> um, but what I love about the service that's provided 
in regards to MDR is it's always evolving and that's always going to evolve quicker than if I had a singular person response, you know, that I'm responsible of that's trying to manage that. The fact that they've got these technologies and they're able to leverage them as a positive to help keep things secure, as well as the fact they have multiple members of staff and work in an industry that is so fast paced and has to evolve at the same time is such a bonus. Um, it's, it's just needed. It's crazy how quick things are evolving. All of a sudden, you know, you could, it's anything like what I'm currently looking at. So we all use Microsoft and we all rely on Microsoft for day-to-day -day work. All of a sudden, without knowing, you've got a dataverse. You've got these weird data lakes that you need to be aware of and where data is being shared. And it's impossible to keep up with it all. The MDR service is keeping our entire infrastructure secure and safe it's doing that quicker than I will ever be able to. It's, and you're right, it's a scary place when you don't understand it and I don't pretend to understand it all and that's why I like to rely on my hero, Sam. <laughs> Sam K, you were nodding there. I was going to say, I'm not the hero in my team now. Um, I'm certainly... <laughs> Certainly, I, I may not be the person here, but uh, no, that the, the team are the, the people who actually do the hard work and, and, and analyze the events. So I'm just uh, the person to help them. Kind of, I, I don't really know. <laughs> just, just help them on their way, really. Um, but yeah, I think AI is something we've um, we've been tracking for you know a, a while now. Um, it's in some of our tool sets already. We've got EDR solutions with AI, mail filtering solutions with AI. And that, that's all very clever. It can make some intelligent decisions uh, based on the information it's provided. The more threats it sees, the more it can, uh, can analyze the events and, and determine if, if that is a true threat or not. But we're also now seeing, uh, especially this year with the kind of chat GPT coming out and all these AI imagery systems coming out is that people are using the, the kind of AI tools that they, they've kind of been providing all that information to start creating AI tools that can create malware. So, you know, the, the threat actors have already started creating tools that can create the threats and the malware and, and scripts to go and attack networks. And, you know, how that evolves is something we're going to keep a close eye on um, and we don't know where it's going to go. I don't think anyone really knows where AI is going to go next because it will be always evolving and it will get to a point where we've probably topped out of what AI is, but I'm sure something will come along behind it. Quantum commuting will kind of take over the world and then there will be something else that's here. So it's, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, we're already seeing threats in that area. Um, but how that AI helps in the future in terms of the MDR service is looking at tools where they can intelligently communicate with each other. Um, there's already systems where they can talk to each other, as in two, two systems can talk to each other, and you've got an AI layer in between that can make the intelligent decisions without that human aspect. And that really helps with bringing down the mean time to respond, the MTTR, uh, of an incident and, and that's really key basically to stop an attack or, or stop a potential threat as soon as possible uh, and uh, the more you can reduce that mean time to respond 
it just means you're, you're blocking the potential threat of being able to execute uh, whatever they were trying to achieve. Can you both give us some real world examples or case studies of, of how we've seen the impact of MDR deflect these cyber threats? Yes, yeah, so we've um, we've seen it in quite a few places, especially around uh, cloud systems, Microsoft 365, um, where traditionally, if you had an email server or VPN server, you, you would potentially log the, the logins, but you, you may not look at it. So with the NDR service, and, and what you can do is you can log that threat, log the VPN attempt to connect in, and then you can see the fact that, um, that someone's logged in. Is it from a strange location? The tool set will flag and say, this is a strange location. I'm, I'm not aware of this. And then a human can respond to that to say, hmm, is that login a valid, valid login? This person's logging in from somewhere they've not logged into before. And we can actually see that event um, and then make a judgment call whether to block it, reset the person's password. Is it something where we know that person is on holiday because we've communicated with that customer. They've already told us we're going on holiday. We may need to do a bit of work. We know then that when that threat comes up that they're logging from a strange location, but you know, these things happen. And I think the MDR service being able to respond to it and see that and pick up on those kind of things, you, you would never get that if you didn't have visibility or someone actually analyzing the logs, you could have technology automate it. But the thing with technology automating it is it would usually just block it straight away. It's not got that intelligence to actually confirm, deny, call someone up and ask yet. And, you know, I, I th- I'm sure we will get there in time with AI being able to make intelligent decisions based off all the information and different tools talking to each other. But at the moment, it, it's not there and you still need that human element. Samage? Yeah, it's um, again, it would revolve around... 365 um, and we had an issue where someone had uh, an email and clicked on a, a link and signed in and used their network credentials and nothing else happened and all of a sudden um, I believe that uh, rules were created in this person's uh, mailbox or on Outlook and were taking mail and trying to copy copy send that to a different location. So once something comes in, it would try to move it automatically. So this person had no idea that this was taking place. You know, they would email backwards and forwards as normally without realizing that all incoming and outgoing traffic was getting copied to an external location. And the team picked it up rapidly. Um, thank the Lord, not no no compromises of any secure or personal data credentials were instantly changed you know machine sandboxed you know scraped to an inch of its life to ensure that there were no issues network checked all fine we're really lucky that we really don't have many examples um and i'm just assuming that that's based on the fact that it's kept so secure and things things are squashed and kept secure before I'm made aware of them so yeah. so it's incredibly complex but there's also a huge degree of common sense in with all of this and that is where the people come in and I guess Sam H for you 
trying to make sure that you've got the people there 24-7, 365 days of the year, that is why MDR is just working. You've nailed it. It it couldn't be much more simple than that. Um, Whilst obviously the task itself is not simple, they are all people. They all have understandings of of what they're doing and what we do as an industry and what our normal day-to-day functions are. As as I said, I've got the additional benefit of the fact they look after my infrastructure and they understand our business, our location, and what our day-to-day role is. They they have that understanding, and I think that's invaluable to provide in such a service. So Sam K, if if businesses or individuals out there are listening and that they've not heard of this before and they're having to make decisions about their own cyber threats and the capabilities to mitigate those what would you say to them i think one one thing i'm I'm a real big advocate for is, is making sure you make the right decision based on the business needs rather than just going in and jumping at the nice shiny tool because it looks good and they sell you loads of things and it tells you it's going to be good is is understand the business needs and the goals of the business from a from a cyber security perspective and the regulations and compliance that you have to comply with uh, you know the, sam harris's instance we've got the financial conduct authority you know there are regulatory bodies which regulate certain regulate certain areas and you need to make sure that you're complying with their standards some of those will say you need to meet x y z they have to have a service in place. None of them will currently say MDR because that's too specific, but it says things like logging and monitoring is required. Um, and there are also other standards of compliance that have to be there. But just because you have to do logging or monitoring and you have to comply with something doesn't mean you should do just the bare minimum to scrape through the compliance. What is the impact to your business if certain areas are compromised? Do you need to understand the risk? the risk in the areas of your business and the risk to all the technology stack you have. So, you know, we've already talked about the Microsoft 365 element and the majority of customers do have Microsoft 365. So what is the risk if someone were to uh, gain access to your Microsoft 365 account? What would be the risk if they were able to gain access to your firewall, to your network switches, to your laptops, mobile phones, tablets, anywhere where there's sensitive business company information and that's that's where you need to start from is doing that risk-based approach and then from there picking and choosing what elements of an mdr service you should be targeting and what are the most um, critical areas you should be protecting there are some areas you know unfortunately in an ideal world everyone would have infinite budgets and we'd all be able to go and uh, go and protect everything uh, but unfortunately, there's not a cheat code for that in life. Um, so, you know, we, we have to go and, and protect the most precious areas. So one thing I certainly say is, is analyze, do that risk approach to begin with. Understand what needs to be protected and then find a service that meets your business goals. And sometimes that comes with a few extra bells and whistles that are really nice to implement. Uh, but make sure you hit your key goals beforehand, have those in place before you go and search, start searching for an MDR service. And I think the most important thing to add to, to what Sam's just said from my perspective is whilst Sam said correctly, you know, you can have, you can go and buy all the shiny tools and you can, you know, say you've got X, Y, Z. If you don't have 
the internal team that understands that fully can configure it successfully and actually understand the data that's coming in and be able to manage it, you're on to a loser. Just get the people that understand this, live it, breathe it, evolve with it to support it and you'll you'll be so much better off. Sam Kidby, Head of Operations, Axiom Workium, Sam Harris, IT and Facilities Manager at Tower Leasing. Thank you both very much indeed. I think uh, one of the things which really stood out for me is that 39% of businesses in the UK experienced a form of cybercrime last year. And these cyber attacks can cost businesses a great deal of money and clearly cost a great deal of time just thinking about how to mitigate and manage them. So I think we've all learned a lot in this episode of this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Do make sure you subscribe in order to get notified of upcoming podcasts. And if you want to discover more about Vinci Energies and its associated businesses, you can visit vinci-energies.co.uk. Thanks for listening.